Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. I'm joined again, as always, by Ian Kreitzer. Ian, how's it going, buddy? We're good. We're a little hot. There's a we uh, the AC is some for some reason not working in the office in the studio. Sorry, studio, studio. not conference room. Studio, definitely a studio. And it's what probably 100 degrees outside. It feels like, like 103 is what my app says. Yeah, probably 90 degrees. Or sorry, 90 percent humidity. Yeah, at least. Um, about four hours ago, the AC stopped working in the office, so we're up to a kind of a balmy mid 80s. It's wonderful. Um, feels really nice. Feels and, like we're at the beach, just inside. <laughs> and ironically, we are right by the beach. But right uh, now, you don't have AC in your car either. No, so I'm I'm kind of used to it at this point. But there is a nice little breeze sometimes when I have my windows down. And but, I, I just want to make a point. Uh, earlier this season, we talked about your AC not working in your car. It's still not working. It's still in your not car. working. I just need to go get it fixed at this point. But well, you know where else they don't have AC? Where's that? England. <laughs> the whole country. <laughs> it's, it's rare. Rare. It, it is. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're talking about this episode. Um, avid listeners will have heard us talk about a lot of UK golf trips this year. Um, this season, we were covering kind of a long weekend in Scotland playing golf. We've spoken about the Hagen Trophy. Um, that That's one of my favorite episodes we've done. I, I really enjoyed that one. And those who haven't listened to it, uh, as a little reminder, or, or just go back and listen, we kind of alluded during that episode to the fact that um, we were going to talk about the second half of that England trip in a later episode. And lo and behold, this, this is, is that the later, later episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I was over there um, primarily to play the Hagen Trophy right. and realized that I could kind of kill two birds with one stone and write two articles for links, mm-hmm. one on the Hagen Trophy, and then one um, about this uh, other idea that I've had for a while, which is doing a kind of three or four day trip where you stay in London and then do little day trips outside of London every day um, out to the area golf courses. Right. And I, I think that that kind of flies under the radar a little bit for people. I, I think they think golf trip and and they immediately think Scotland or Ireland. Or coasts of any. Or coasts. You know, yeah. And not really the fact that you could be based in in England, or sorry, based in London, yeah. and be at some of the world's best Heathland courses in uh, a very short period of time, all by taking public transportation. Which so is you, fantastic in London. Yes. Yeah, so all over southern England, uh, public transportation yeah. is stellar. And it makes it really easy because you don't have to drive in and out of London, which not only is, is challenging, mm-hmm. um, just from the point of view of being kind of new to the driving on the other side of the road in many cases, um, but they also have what's called congestion charges. So driving into or out of London during certain periods of time during weekdays brings with it a um, a a fee, basically. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, if you uh, are driving into London, for instance, Monday morning at 7 a.m., um, it's like 15 pounds. Wow. And so it, we're not talking about nothing here. And there, it's not a toll. Yeah. They just have cameras that take pictures of your license plate. And you just get billed. And, and you get billed. But it's wow. your response. You don't necessarily know as a tourist that you've even been billed. And rental car companies are supposed to tell you about it. And many forget. 
Um, so interesting. It, yeah, it's one of those things where driving in and out of London requires you know quite a bit of knowledge and, and just kind of knowing what you're doing. Yeah. And the, the fact that you can take trains to many of these courses makes it so easy. Right. What makes this even easier is, as people will continue to hear in this season, my wife is English and her family, my in-laws, have a place in London. So it's pretty often that I go over there, I don't know, three times a year or something, and we're usually staying there, uh, doing things with her family. And I'm always kind of thinking about how I can tie in a couple of days of golf here and there. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's only only natural. Of course. And... Um, that's kind of what I did here. The first half of the trip, we stayed with uh, her family. I'd wake up in the morning, have an early breakfast with them, and then you know skirt out to the golf courses um, one day, even play 36 holes, and I was home for dinner. Um, so, so that what, speaks to like how easy it is. And, really, really easy. Yeah. Um, and plus, for for those who further don't know, there's kind of this belt of golf courses um, south of London kind of a heathland belt of courses yeah. sandy soil and you have some of the best golf courses in the uk there i mean a, a bold statement but some of the best in the uk oh, yeah and i absolutely love them yeah. so well one of those was on your you had a bucket list that you that you put out um for an, i think a newsletter article exactly um, i go last year at some point and you got to check it check it off in this trip Exactly. So like, to have it on the Graylin Loomis bucket list, that means it's <laughs> it's pretty special. I think it lived up to the hype, and we're going to get into that later, obviously. But yeah, um, well, let's just jump right in right now. So, what what was that course? Hey, do you remember Sunningdale Old? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sunningdale's old course, um, and that was actually the first trip that that I or sorry, first round of golf that I played on this trip. Oh, I didn't know that. So that works out. Yeah, nicely. yeah, it works yeah. out really well. <laughs> um, so. Just to, to give people an example, I, I've jotted down these notes um, for, for the article. If you get the train from London Waterloo, that's one of the main train stations in London, it's 47 minutes to Sunningdale Station from where it's a five-minute walk to the course. So you're, and, and we're not talking about like walking on a big motorway. Right. You're walking on a sidewalk five minutes to the course. That's amazing. So under an hour from train station to Clubhouse. checking in. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty darn That's tempting. That's amazing. So Sunningdale is one of England's true old epic golf courses. You know, we've talked about Royal St. George's. Mm -hmm. Um, you could further kind of throw in like Muirfield or Royal Troon. They're all kind of these epic giant, uh, yeah. I, I say giant in stature, not in size of the club. But Sunningdale um, might fly under the radar with a lot of these. Yeah, and like, some people don't necessarily think of Sunningdale as up with those clubs because Sunningdale doesn't host open championships, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And it's every ounce as good as, as you know, as a club, and those courses are just stellar. Oh, yeah. Um, so I played Sunningdale's old and new course while I was there. And before I even delve into the courses, one thing that blew me away was how friendly everyone was there. That's awesome. I arrived and immediately one of the pros came out to the parking lot and we were talking and just having a blast. And it wasn't because it was me and because I was there for links. I was randomly paired up with a visitor from, um, I believe it was Alabama. 
and ironically, <laughs> interesting, yeah, yeah. and uh, who was over in bus- or over on business in London and just wanted to get in a, a day of golf. I mean, they, so he had done it. He took the train down and he walked over. Yeah, and um, they, we just could not have been treated any better. That's awesome. Um, and we had a blast. We didn't play in the morning together, but we played on the new course in the afternoon together, okay. and just had a blast. So. 47 minutes on the train brings you there. Um, The club is private, but as with most clubs in the UK, even private clubs have days where they allow visitor play. And at Sunningdale, it's Mondays to Thursdays. Um, And admittedly, it is kind of pricey. It's 360 pounds for a 36-hole day. Um, And that's kind of two top 100 in the world courses for 360 pounds. I say it's worth it. That's that's pretty darn darn good. Absolutely. Um, So the old course is the one that, as you know, was on my bucket list. And it, it... it is kind of everything you wanted. It's a 1901 Willie Park Jr. design um, and has a great mix of Heathland feel. Heathland would generally be kind of long, open vistas with um, kind of heather in between the holes instead of like gorse that you would find in Scotland. Um, That mixed with kind of tree-lined holes. Um, And that the place totally clicked with me. In the afternoon, uh, we played the Harry Colt and John Morrison design new course, which is kind of a bigger, um, much more, I won't say much more difficult, but more difficult course uh, that feels much more open than than the old course. Um, so it's so it's more open, but it's it's more difficult and correct it, and longer and tougher. This is brawnier, like a you know, yeah. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So I. Uh, Sunningdale just clicked with me and to kind of further drive home this point about friendly people um, as we were leaving I was standing there next to the guy I'd been paired up with and you know you're always a little bit on edge at these old prestigious clubs you don't want to really step out of line you don't want to be doing anything and I had actually been in the parking lot talking to the phone uh, talking on the phone with my wife um, and I put my phone down and the, a member walked up and I thought, oh no, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have been on my phone and he's going to say something. And, and he goes, Hey guys, I saw you out there on the new course. Um, how was it? Just kind of, and we said, Oh, it was great. You know, we absolutely loved it. And he said, man, I just, we love having visitors here. Um, we love showing the place off and it'd be a shame, you know, to kind of keep the, the gate closed, the proverbial gate closed. Yeah. Um, I hope you come back sometime. And, and he kind of walked off, and both of us looked at each other and said, where in the States would you go to, like, a private top 100 course and have a member come up in the parking lot and be like, hey, you know, have you had a good day? We certainly hope you did. Please come back. You yeah, know? but I think a lot of the, a lot of the uh, attitude in the States is like, it's like oh, you're lucky like more, to be here, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like guest play, it's clogging up my course. Like, I pay dues, blah 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 yeah. blah. Like, yeah. And I, I think there they rightly look at it as we are visitors are subsidizing their dues yeah, and absolutely. allowing you know them to have a stellar world class facility and that you know is subsidized by guest play and yeah. Um, Either way, we felt very, very welcomed, and and I absolutely loved that place. I will go back again and again and again in a heartbeat. For sure, for sure. No, that sounds amazing. Um, and so their logo, 
is that big oak tree. So, yes. so what's this? Because that's that's on property, I think, right in front of the clubhouse. Right in front of the clubhouse yeah. is this gigantic, um, I believe it's an English oak tree. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> you see a lot of trees all across the property, but none quite like that one. And once you've seen it in person, and then you see their logo. You're like, oh. You're like, oh, right. okay. It, it's yeah, it's almost it. like their version of the, uh, of the oak at Augusta National. Like, Correct. Kinda, Correct, yeah. yes. The meeting yeah. place, like, kind of... Yeah, a, a big social meeting place. Right. Um, and, you know, what makes it even better is they have this very quintessentially English clubhouse right behind that oak tree. And yeah. it, it just feels... The whole place feels um, just proper, quintessentially proper English. But, yeah. like, laid back, too, yeah. as, as far yeah. as... Or not laid back, maybe um, friendly and welcoming. Exactly. Yeah. So that night, headed home for dinner... Um, played 36 and was home for dinner. I mean, just tell me where that happens. Can't beat that. Cannot beat it. And then the next day, I actually played a, a course that has also been on my bucket list, wasn't in that article. And not because I had necessarily knew so much about it, but I've had so many people recommend that I play it. It's called St. George's Hill mm-hmm. Golf Club. It's 29 minutes on the train from London Waterloo. Uh, to the nearby uh, station, which is Weybridge Station, and then a four-minute taxi uh, to the course. Like, easy. Super easy. Under an hour. Yeah. You didn't rent a car. Perfect. Easy. So the first thing that hits you when you get there is St. George's Hill is actually a big estate. And that is uh, the same with Wentworth. Um, so gotcha. people will likely have heard of Wentworth from like the BMW uh, championship on the European tour, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yep. Um, but uh, the same guy who designed the estate of uh, Wentworth designed the estate of St. George's Hill. So you enter through these gates, and there, re- there are relatively few gated communities in, in the UK generally. So it's kind of an odd thing. You enter through these gates. Right. And there are enormous homes everywhere, and it's yeah. kind of like lifestyles of the of the rich and famous. Shout um, out to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you don't have um, that sort of feel at the golf club, but which is interesting, um, as where you do at Wentworth. So I, tell me how that works. I, uh, I, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm not sure. Um, but the course was built uh, around 1910, 1911, um, as part of the the estate, and um, it's hilly property harry colt designed um the course and i keep saying course it's um three nines so it's primarily the ones that you'd want to play when you go over are the red and blue nines and that's really the main course the green nine is um a little bit less uh it's shorter it's kind of known to be a course where you could go practice or you might take someone who's learning the game something like that but the red and blue nines are the the ones that you'd play if you went over there. Right. So I, so I'm thinking of like comparisons in the state. So people who are keen on like architecture and stuff like that will know that Sleepy Hollow has a main 18 and then they have the lower nine, which like right. has good holes and they're like part of the original design, but pe- people bring kids out there, you know, dogs, whatever to play that nine. Yeah. Whereas like the course is, is yep, yeah, exactly. Right. And if they had, you know, kind of colors for, for there. Right. And I, oh, I didn't play the green nine, so I can't really speak to exactly what the, the right. quality of it was. But right. um, the red and the blue are, are the main ones. And it's called St. George's Hill because you kind of play out across and back across and up and down this this gradual grade. Yeah. And um, the 
when I say I haven't been as blown away by a golf course as that in a long time, I, I mean it. I arrived kind of with my jaw on the ground, and I left with my jaw on the ground. I remember you sending me pictures and and text me like, yeah. "Dude, like this place this is, is amazing." Absurd. And I, <laughs> I knew I was gonna have fun because I, I was playing with one of the pros, a, a friend. Um, actually, for those who listen to the uh, to the episode about the Hagen Trophy, Rob, my partner in the Hagen Trophy, set me up with oh. one of the pros at at St. George's Hill. Gotcha. Um, okay. So I got there and. Um, the, the pro goes, well, you know, our tee time's in like 35 minutes. We could tee off now. Tee sheet's open. You want to go have a beer? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, sure. So we went, hour, man. Yeah, like, we went and had a pint and caught up and, um, well, I say caught up, just met each other yeah, and, and got, got to know one another. Yeah. And I immediately knew, like, oh, this is going to be a great day. Yeah. Um, one, my host was as nice as they come. And very knowledgeable. And two, it was a sunny afternoon. Course looked great. We had it to ourselves. Yeah. Um, so we went out and and just had a blast. I, I would uh, to draw further comparisons. Um, the course reminded me a lot of Cal Club um, out okay. in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have kind of big brawny bunkers with furry um you know yeah. bunker lips and right. big greens and it, it just everything about it it was 100% what i like about golf courses um hard to lose a ball uh very picturesque it had some of those great heathland elements but again had kind of wide but tree lined um, playing corridors, right? And, and big elevation changes too. Big elevation like changes. I mean, obviously, hence the name. But yeah, yeah, big elevation changes, particularly compared to, you know, you think about golf in the UK and you think about coastal areas where they're flat. That was not the case here, right? Um, and the, the clubhouse is unique looking. The clubhouse too. is really unique looking, and I actually wish I knew more history about the clubhouse. It looks a little bit like a castle. Yeah, like, like a brick, like a like red, a brick, red castle. brick castle. Yeah. To make it even more interesting, at one point it had a thatched roof. So a, a thatched Weird. roof being um, kind of layers of thatch or like basically straw in my mind. Yeah, right. Um, kind of stacked, <laughs> stacked on top of one another to be two, three, four feet thick as a roof and for those from England or for those who've been over there you see these in traditional villages and they will last like decades as a a watertight roof they are susceptible uh, to fires and I know that the thatch these days is treated to to be fire resistant and everything but apparently they had a fire in their thatched roof and then did away with it interesting so i can't even imagine what it would have looked like with a thatched roof no yeah Um, that's amazing yeah really interesting wow um i had i've seen pictures of that because it sits up on that hill sits up kind of overlooks everything i think um we we talked to um to michael wolf uh, last season and I remember him raving about this place yeah. as well. And like as one of and he's as knowledgeable as anybody about me English golf and is a big champion of the Heathland courses. And he's just like, Oh my gosh, that place is amazing. Like if you you go over there, like you need to play that need to play that course. Yeah. It's there have been I, I don't know, I could probably count on one hand courses that I've played and immediately thought upon leaving. 
I have to join here. Like, I don't care what it takes. I have yeah. to join here. I, I need to play more golf here. Right. They, you know, immediately. Like, where can I sign up? Yeah. Um, and parentheses, I need to start saving up. Um, <laughs> but this was one of those where I thought, if, if we move back to the UK at some point, 110%, I will try and join St. George's Hill. I could happily play every day there. High praise. Every day. High praise, yeah. Yeah. That's it, amazing. It's, um, it, 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 was a, it was the surprise of the trip. You know, I had very high expectations for Sunningdale. And based on everything I'd heard about St. George's Hill, I, I had high expectations too. But I, I was just blown, blown away. away. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. So right. that one was easy. I was back home, you know, mid-afternoon for that. Yeah. Um, had a couple more pints after the round. Another <laughs> benefit of public transportation. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but, yeah, I loved it. The next day was the biggest journey. And I, I put that in quotations. Uh, you know, yeah. it was not that big. But 51 minutes on the train from London Bridge Station brings you to Tadworth, England. Okay. A charming little village. And from there, it's another four-minute taxi ride down to Walton Heath Golf Club. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Walton Heath Golf Club is exactly what you picture in your head when you think of English Heathland courses. They have an old and a new course. Um, they were built in 1903 and 1907. Um, and... It, there it is true heathland so you kind of play the first hole and it starts uh, i'm talking now about the old course right um starts with a par three and then you cross a pretty major road feels a little bit suicidal um (laughs) and you kind of punch through a hedge to get to the second tee and you're looking and you can see like 34 holes of golf I mean, you're looking out over this huge heathland, and you can see pretty much all of of the old and new courses, and you can just differentiate because you have you know red and yellow flags. Right. Um, That's amazing. So I only played the old course, uh, but it's another two where you have two kind of top 100 level courses. Right. Um, And another charming old club where you have. like an old caddy shack that feels like it hasn't changed since 1907 with a little sign out front that says like caddy master, you know, right. It, yeah. Just perfect. Like yeah. every, everything you kind of pictured. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this it's is like it. a quintessential, um, just, you know, proper, but like laid back. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say Walton Heath didn't have that initial wow factor slam me in the face that um, St. George's Hill had and, mm. and even Sunningdale had. It reminded me in a lot of ways of kind of the experience you have the first time you play the St. Andrew's Old Course where gotcha. okay. you're, if, if everybody's being honest, you're a little underwhelmed. You know, you went out expecting, you know, heaven and you're thinking, Huh? Yeah, like that. That wasn't that pretty. And, and, and you're sitting there lying to your friends, like, yeah, like that oh, was, that was the best golf that. experience I've ever had. But in the back of your mind, you're like, eh, yeah. Like. And it's because places like the old course at both Walton Heath and St. Uh, St. Andrews reveal themselves over time. Right. They're more and subtle and yeah, kinda, they're, they're yeah. subtle. And, you know, I, admittedly I had played with friends and hosts at every other course. Um, at Walton Heath, I was playing alone and it's kind of difficult when you're playing alone to slow down yeah. and look around and, you know, look back and it's, you kind of see how a course plays mm-hmm. when you're out there with the foursome and you see four different attempts at playing a hole. 
Um, and I was out on, on the Walton Heath hole course alone and I played two balls. Right. But you know, when you never miss a fairway or a green, like I do, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it, it, that's actually pretty, pretty close to true. No, it's, it's, that, that, yeah. that is not true at all. Yeah. But, well. um, it was the sort of place that I wanted to, to play again, not necessarily because it was so thrilling and exciting the first time, but because you got little glimpses of just how good it was. Yeah. And you think, boy, I wonder how this hole would play if, if the wind was different or, you know, now that I've seen it and I know that bunker's front right on the green, I never would have hit that approach shot. You know, like, that no. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But there are little trails running across the the course, and people are like riding horses um, across wow. the the heathland, and um, trails that border the the course, and it, it feels, again, as with all of these, kind of quintessentially English countryside. Yeah. Um, so I, I absolutely loved it. Um, and they're big on they're big on visitor play too. I know that they um, are big on visitor play. Yeah. They, they allow um, they allow visitors just like all these courses, but they allow visitors on uh, certain days of the week. Um, and it's just it was one of those where I, I thought to myself, okay, if I had the time to kind of sit back and play this every you know couple times a week for a few months this would be one that kind of shoots up my my wish list shoots up the the place you know yeah, yeah. the places i would like to play absolutely so i i loved it I, I wrote an article about this trip for for links as i mentioned earlier and in that i included a section of one way to do london kind of uh not focusing at all on the golf and instead thinking about where you could stay in London, where you should eat, and kind of a good base of operations. Which you, I could talk about as well because I've been to London a few times. Yeah. So I've, I've not played golf in London, but we can kind of riff on on this. But I'll let you I'll let you do say well, your piece. Sorry. Get, no, no. <laughs> give me give me what you guys have done in the past um, because I what I'm doing or what I did is um, kind of talked about how I where I stay when I'm with my family and where we uh, I say my in-laws and right. where we go and uh, I think it's a perfect base for how to, to play golf over there too but it, tell us a little bit about your London experiences no so um, we do the typical uh, well I've been fortunate to go over there a few times with my dad um, and he, he brings us along on uh, when he's on business um, but uh, it was one of our, our favorite cities in the world for sure I mean but um, we We've stayed in a variety of, of places, um, and I the names are, are, for whatever reason, escaping me right now. But it's usually pretty central. We, we don't stay out in the boroughs or anything like that, um, in the uh, not in the suburbs, but like it's a yeah. massive, sprawling city. Like you, it's there huge. Are, yeah, there are many places yeah. to stay, but um, we kind of stay central to the. Um, Oh my gosh! Of course, I, I'm like, oh, I've been to London, like, I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but we're we're pretty close to like uh, we're west of the uh, River Thames, which kind of divides the city. Yep. Um, so more like towards the uh, um, more towards uh, like Trafalgar Square and yep. uh, that whole area is kind of our where we normally end up nice. staying. So what so what would that area be called? Uh, you could be. That's kind of the heart of the action. That's kind of like over toward the West End and and some areas right. like that. Right. And that I'll say, if you want to be in the heart of the action and um, have all of the the sights and sounds and restaurants and shows, that that's a perfect place to be. Um, 
where where I stay is quieter um, and I'd say a little bit more residential. Right. And, and with that, um, well, because you're at your in-laws exactly. place, and, which and is a residential house. Yeah. We stay at hotels and, and well, whatever. and with that comes positives and negatives. Right. So, yeah. uh, it, where where I like to recommend people stay is. Uh, the borough of Chelsea or Kensington. Mm-hmm. And that's a high-end part of London. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you can't really find anywhere inexpensive in London. It's an expensive city. It's there's a no, very expensive there's city. There's no way around, around um, yeah. But I like it because it's kind of off the the tourist path. Right. But you're very close to all those places. The negative being you don't have a huge, huge selection of hotels like you do in in the areas that, that we were just talking about. Right. Um, but what I suggest people do instead of listening to me just talk about this is read the 2019 July issue of Lynx Digital. You can access it from the homepage of lynxmagazine.com and read this article where I go into a lot more detail and also describe some restaurants and hotel recommendations in, in Chelsea. And there's plenty. And kind of give you my case of why that is um, a very convenient and easy place to base yourself if you're going to go to these golf courses they, that we've talked about in this episode. Right. Right. No, and, and the other uh, upside of that too is the public transportation, the tube itself, uh, the underground, and in London is fantastic, and it's you can get pretty so much anywhere. Depth. Like yeah, yep. and to get to those train stations we talked about, London Bridge or London Waterloo, um, they're never more than a few tube stops from you if you're in central London. It, right, so it's a great, great system. Cool. So let's wrap that one up there. Yeah, I, I um, highly recommend that if people are in London either for business or on a family trip, consider either doing the four rounds of golf we talked about here. Or tie in one round. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to bring your clubs. You know, rent clubs and hop on the train one morning and go play. You know, a world class uh, golf course like Sunningdale, yeah. old or new, or and those I mean, are just a few that you know. Those are a few. You have so many more. You have places like Swinley Forest. You have places like. Um, uh, Wentworth, which has changed a lot and, and has become much more private recently. Right. Um, but you, we, we could go on and on. And I actually mentioned quite a few more of those courses in the article. Yeah. Um, so next time you're in London. Yeah. Next time you're in <laughs> London. Um, our, our favorite phrase. Yeah. I, I hope that everyone's enjoyed this one. Um, UK golf is one of my favorite things to talk about, and it's a big topic of this podcast because we think it's kind of the the some of the most enjoyable golf in the world, really. Absolutely, yeah. So if you want to read more about this, go to that 2019 July issue of Lynx Digital. Um, you can access that at lynxmagazine.com. Once you're there, you can sign up and subscribe to uh, our print magazine, um, and sign up for uh, to receive emails from us so that when new podcast episodes come out, you get a notification. When new articles go up, you're first to see it. Um, and if you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're at Links Magazine everywhere. 
You can also email us at letters at linksmagazine.com. Thank you to everyone who's been writing in. It's it's really encouraging and, and nice to get those emails. And I want to hear people's London recommendations, too. Yeah. Because like, it's such a big city. Like, there's no way that the two of us have seen it all. No, like, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, want to, I want the insider scoop on, on yeah. London. Where have you guys stayed? Yeah. And, and did you enjoy it? Let us know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, we'll wrap this one up, and we will uh, be back next week. See you next time in London, Graylin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>